it's on. Okay, thank you for, for welcoming me here. Um, the message I've got here, I've never appreciated before. It's, it's, it's new to me, probably it's new to you. And it's something that the Lord put in my heart when uh, Pastor invited me here. So I thought, well, I've got something that I've always been preaching, and I thought it's good. But God put something in my heart, and I was challenged on that. And I said to my wife, wow, this is something that is difficult for me. So what shall I do? The message is about obedience. So now it was up to me now to obey what God is saying or to go by what I think is simple and easy. So I decided to go by what God says. And I believe that God is going to speak uh, to you through me. And I want to give all the glory to God that he is a good God. He is a faithful God. He brought us all here because of his love. And when we look to God and his love for us, what we have is only be thankful and grateful that it is uh, God's goodness. So this obedience, uh, obedience is doing what God says, how he said it, and when he said to do it. That's how I, I look into it. So doing what God says to do, how he said it, and when he said it. So I believe that all of us say, God have called us. We are in a journey, and we want to look into that obedience, what God has called us to do. Are we walking in that, or we are looking at ourselves? And it is important, I think it is important even for me to look at myself, where God has called me, what God has called me, what time has called me. Am I walking in that? But in that, I've seen that we have got distractions that the enemy wants to bring in. He is a distractor. He is a deceiver. He tried to stop us. He will allow us to come to church and hear the word. And say, okay, go and hear, but how to apply the word, that's where the problem is. And he knows the people who apply the word are the dangerous people because they advance the kingdom of God. So we have been called into this, the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom of God. We are Christ ambassadors. We are the representative of God Almighty here on this planet Earth. So if we are representative of God, we have to represent him accurately and with simplicity and trusting and belief that what God says, that's what we are going to deliver to the world. The world and the culture which are going in a different way than the, word of, than the culture of, of the kingdom where we come from. As we have heard that we are not of this world. We are in a world, a world which has got a system of its own, but we have been called to deliver and to live a life that portrays the kingdom where we come from. And it takes courage. And because that's where we see even in the Bible, we see Joshua told, be strong, be courageous. Be strong, be courageous. It, it takes courage to do what God told us to do. Because the world and the, the mind, the enemy will be trying to bring us to the reasoning. And it's a reasoning where you want to bring us to say, well, if you want to reason, logical, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense when you want, that's where you want us to bring. That's what the Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We need to take every thought into captivity. But it says to the obedience, we know we've got every reasoning, every argument that tried to exalt itself above the name of God. We need to bring that thought to the captivity, to the obedience of Christ. 
the obedience of Christ. What is the obedience of Christ? The obedience of Christ is what Christ did when he came here. He said, it's all about my father. It's about glorifying my father. Whatever I'm going to do, whatever I'm going to say, it's about glorifying. So are we here now to glorify him? Because the obedience of our thoughts, if we put them into captivity to the obedience of Christ, we are saying, what did Jesus say? What would Jesus do if he was in this situation? That's when we bring our thoughts to say, wow. But it all comes through renewing the mind. Because if we don't renew our mind, we need to align. You know, I, I do fix cars. And I've seen people coming with their cars. And they've got torn one one tires. What they want, they want to change the tires. And sometimes we told them it's not about your, the problem is not your tires. The time the, it's the problem is we need alignment. So unless you align, you are going to have problem with your tires. So that's the same thing when we come to God. We need to align our mind with the mind of God. And when we align our mind with the line uh, with the mind of God, then we know that our problem is solved. So the issue is we are trying to do, only do without aligning our mind. So aligning our mind, it comes to this. Uh, let's open uh, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Do you got it? It says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the fruit of the land. If we are willing, so the if we are it is a choice that God is giving us. There is a fruit of the land, which is the grace has been provided. The fruit has been provided by God. But it needs someone who is willing. And when we talk of willing, we are talking of the soul part. This is the soul part. So if we are willing, because we know we are born again, we are in the family of God, we are children of God, we are loved by God, not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus did. For, for Jesus' sake, God loves us. Right? But there is a part for us which is a willing part. If we are willing and obedience. So I thought obedience, willing, maybe the same thing. The willingness is of the heart. And the obedience is the action. So now, we, if we are willing in our heart and take the action, we are going to see the fruit of the land. We are going to eat the fruit of the land, the fruit of the land which is God has already provided for us. That's why in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, God has already blessed us. It says, thanks be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing that is in the heavenly places. So there is the, the blessings that God has already provided for us, which we are not going to work for. We cannot work for them. They've been provided for us, but we need to access them. How do we activate the blessings that God has already provided for us? But it started by faith. Because the Bible says in, 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 in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, verse 6, it is impossible. Maybe we need to say, it is impossible to please God without faith. But those who come to, to him must believe that he is God, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We need to diligently seek him. That's why we draw near to him, and you draw nigh to us. So it is that place where God is calling us as believers to show a different. We are, 
We, we are not religious people. We are the family of God. We live the life of God. But we can only do that when we look up to him. So the relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we are saying we are looking up to his love, right? Vertical looking up to God. It will affect our horizontal life. But the religion will say, well, it's horizontal. Let's leave this one. Then it would affect this one. No, it is this when we look to him, when we depend on him, when we receive this love, which the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, God demonstrated this love towards us. In that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God has to demonstrate. He didn't just say, well, bless you, I love you. God has to demonstrate his love. He has to demonstrate it by bringing Jesus Christ who is our God? He came from heaven to earth. He humbled himself. He came on the earth that he created only for us. So now God demonstrated his love that towards us, towards us all, that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not only to do that, and in Romans chapter 8, verse, 3, verse 5, it says, and the, the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. His love was poured inside us. So by the Holy Ghost, this is how God has demonstrated his love for us. Now in response, how do we love God? Is by obeying him. By obeying his commandments. The Bible says, if you love me, this is Jesus' word. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. Right? So it's not keeping the commandment that makes us love God. It's loving, understand the revelation of his love for us that now makes us go and love others, make us obey. This obedience, is a, it shows a defect, a defect in our revelation and understanding of his love for us. Because everything that God commands us is for our goodness. Everything that God is commanding his church is for, his, for our goodness. So when we are commanding, it gives glory to God. God is glorified when we walk and live the life that God has called us to live by his grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, lead and guide by the Spirit of God. It is opening, the, it triggers the blessing of God in our life. So God is calling us to that place. He's saying, you need to test me by just be obedient because I honor my word. Because he is the word. Jesus is the word of God. There is integrity in his word to those who walk in faith. You never be shamed. If the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or lack bread because we trust God. God is calling us to a place where we depend, dependent, and depend on his grace and love, depending on how God loves us. And if we can, because there is a depth, his love is so big, it's so great, we cannot even consume it with a little mind. There is a depth, there is a width, there is a height of his love, but it's for us. God is calling us as believers. He's saying, I am calling you to a life where I'm going to show you uh, how to live this life. So if we open John 14, verse 21 to 24. John chapter 14, verse 21 to 24. 
do you get it? Are we all there? Okay. In verse, in verse 21 it says, he who, he who hears my commandments and keep them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will, and I will love him and manifest myself in him. And Judas, not Judas Carrier, said to him, Lord, who is it that you will manifest yourself to us? How do you see that you manifest to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So this is, the Lord is saying, if you, it is the one who keeps my word, the one who, who does my word, it is the one that shows his love for me. And me and my father will come and make a, a home. You have a divine living inside you. So it's because we love God, because he first loved us, because the Bible says he first loved us. It's not because we love him, but he first loved us, because we have received. That's why I said if we receive the vertical, if we receive from him, now we can we can able to live the life because we are trusting and believe what God has uh, commanded us. So in this, we need to understand that God is a good father. He has got great plans for us. And sometimes when God calls us into things, they look uncomfortable. And it's even if it looks uncomfortable, he wants us to trust him. Because when our mind will be saying, well, it is impossible, then it is God of impossible that we believe in. He will make a way where it seems like there is no way. He make it possible for us when we take a step of faith in trusting and belief. And we see him. He said, I'll come and manifest myself. This is what he says. To those who love me and keep my commandment, I'll come and manifest myself to him. What is, what is he saying when he says, I'll come and manifest myself to you? to your life, to your circumstance. He's saying, to your circumstance, that seems like it's so great, I'll come and show my godliness. I'll come and show who I am in your circumstance. When you trust, when you make that step, when you make that step of faith in doing what God commanded you to do, he said, I will manifest myself that even the world will see that is not you. And you point them to God. It is the God I live. Now it becomes a testimony. When God manifests in your life, it become a testimony that you come to, you want to ex, to tell everyone how good and gracious God is this is where I was and this is what God have done in my life it's not because of me it's not because I am good it's because he is God who loves me he is a gracious and merciful God so this is how he is done and I want to give testimony and it will give hope to those who are in circumstances those who are in difficult they say if he is done for them he will do for me and they will come to the kingdom and the kingdom of God will start to advance because when we take that position as disciples of Jesus Christ, we follow what God says and commanded us to do. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Are we there? Okay. Uh, 
Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It, it says, uh, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and you shall direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means spirit, soul, mind, and everything. We trust God with all our heart. And, it, and not lean in our own understanding. And that's why I said the enemy wants us to lean in our own understanding. He's, saying, he's not saying don't have an understanding. He wants you to have an understanding. He wants you to have thoughts, but thoughts that are obedience to Christ. But you see, the enemy wants you to lean in your own understanding. God is saying now for me, Zimbabwe needs the gospel. Go to Zimbabwe. My, my own understanding was sorry, there is famine in Zimbabwe. There is difficulties in Zimbabwe. How could I go and leave all this I am seeing here? Right? My mind will be saying, well, this cannot be God. Because God cannot bring me, can take me out of the position where I am feeling comfortable and take me to the difficult, to the feminine side. This cannot be God. This is God how he's testing you. Can you be faithful and trust him? Lean not in your understanding. He, and uh, you know what? He said, if you lean on him, he will direct your path. You see, your path leads to destiny. Because a path is a way that is leading you to a destiny. So when you lean to him, when you trust him, when we, you acknowledge him, acknowledging God is saying, I've got this, it's like I've got a relationship. It's an intimate relationship with God. I've got my wife, right? She has got something that she is coming. She will say, well, I'm going to ask my husband, is that okay? Then I'll come back to you. She is acknowledge me. That it's a decision that she could make. If she wants, she can make it. But she's saying, I'm going to ask my husband and acknowledge me. And, and she, by so doing, she's acknowledging me because we are in a relationship. That's where God is calling us, where we can acknowledge him in every situation, in every circumstance, even if it looks like it's a simple thing. He's saying, acknowledge him and the Lord will Will, will, lead, will show us and he will, he will lead us into a path where he will show greatness and awesomeness of God. So because God loves us, you know, you know Jesus, how we see the Father and how we see how he honors the word. People, there were people who were trying to please him in a, in a, in a, in a situation where he is. You know, in, in Luke, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 8, I think, Luke chapter 11, I think, verse 28, uh, verse 27, 28, Jesus was, was preaching, right? And there was a woman who shouted from the crowd. She was excited about the message, maybe. She said to Jesus, Blessed is the woman who bore you and the breast, and, and the breast where you, you get milk from. We need to read that. First, uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 20, 27, and 20, 27 and 28. Right, yes, verse 27 says, 
And it happens as he spoke these things, that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to Jesus, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which, which nursed you. But Jesus said in, in verse 28, but he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the words of God and keep them. He didn't say, my mom, she's not blessed. No. She said, there's more blessing to those who hear the word and keep them. In other, other translations, say, obey them. There is a blessing to those who hear the word and apply them into our life. So God is calling us, saying, I've blessed you. It is good to come here and sit here and hear the word. But it's not, good. It's not enough just to hear the word. It is a blessing when we now do what God commanded us to do, which is obedience, which is why God is calling us to say, there is more life for you. He's saying the thief's purpose is to steal, to, to, is coming here to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's trying to steal so that you will not get to your destiny. He's trying to distract so that you will not go to your destiny. But I have come so that you have life and have it more abundantly. There is abundance of life that the Lord has got for us, but it, it needs courageous people. It needs people who are saying, I am not of this world. I am unique because I'm not a man man. That's what the Bible says. We are not men, men. We have got the spirit of God inside us. We have got the word of God. Therefore, I am going to, those who know their God, they will do exploits because they will stand and believe this is what God says. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to apply it even if it doesn't make sense. But the Bible, the, the enemy wants to bring us to sense because that's the only way the, the battle is in our mind with the enemy. He wants to bring you to reasoning. He said, well, listen, if God, no, that will not make sense. He's coming here. We see, we see Martha and Mary, right? That their brother, whom they love, passed away. He's a friend of Jesus. Lazarus is a friend of Jesus. And they send a message to Jesus. Say, well, you know, the guy that you love is, is, is ill. And the Bible says Jesus, he heard the message but did not come. And actually said, well, this... This, is, this illness is not unto death. And uh, we saw Jesus coming now and when Lazarus was already buried. And uh, that, that message is in John chapter, chapter 11. And uh, probably we can read verse uh, 39 and verse 40. John chapter 11, verse 39. Verse, uh, verse 39 says, Jesus said, okay, maybe, uh, Jesus, uh, maybe we should start. Okay, from, I'll start from verse 34. So, and he said, where, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus, Jesus wept when the Jews saw. When the Jesus, when the Jews said, then the Jews, the Jews said, "See how he loved him." And come, and some of them said, "Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind uh, also have kept this man from dying?" Then, then Jesus 
said, groaning in himself, come to the tomb. To the tomb. I, uh, it, it was a cave and a, stone, and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who died, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say, okay, I'll stop there before I go further. I just want to see, to look here, uh, even the people of the world say, is this not the man who has been opening the eyes of, of, of people? Could he not, he not yet met this man, you know, alive? Why did he come, wait until coming to this, and uh, to this situation? And I, I think Martha, uh, what she says is correct to us all today. If someone is coming to, to, to your family, there's a funeral, you've buried someone four days ago, he's coming and say, well, uh, show me where he is. He say, you know what? The guy is dead. Martha, I, I believe in, probably I could have said that. You know what, Lord, I think you are too late. He is dead, he's actually stink. But Jesus is saying, take away the stone. Take away the stone. That's why I want to, to, to look into. Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of women, said, said to him, Lord, by this time uh, it is changed for the it has he's been dead for four days. But Jesus' answer said, Jesus said to him, Did I not say to you, did I not say, did I not say? Why is it, what is it that Jesus has said to us that we have not done because we think it is too late or we think it is impossible? What is it that God has spoken to us in our hearts, even this as a church? What is it that the Lord has spoken to you and you are still saying it is probably too late or it is impossible? That's the challenge that we want to face today and we want to see. Jesus is saying, take the stone away. That's our part as a church. Take the stone away. What, you know, the miracle is in, in, in obedience. In every situation that we are, the miracle is in obedience. If we don't obey, we will not see the miracle. It's the miracle is in obedience, in obeying God, not in our logic. In logical thinking, it is the guy is dead, is smelling. That's logical. Even those around you, so in our culture, they probably they will tell, tell him to go away. Because you, you come to say, uh, this guy has been dead four days. You are coming to say, you, you just want to see where he is. You want to see where the body is. That's what you want to do. No. They say, did I not say? That means Jesus, you have said something to Mary and Martha before. Because they had time with Jesus. And he has been speaking to them about being trusting and believe, trusting God with all your mind and lean not in your own understanding and the Lord will direct your path. He, Jesus has been speaking this truth to them, but they didn't believe. They didn't believe. Jesus is saying, I've come. He said, well, we know, Mother, you know, Mother, she said, we know you'll be, you'll be resurrected, you know, in the time of resurrection, but now there's nothing you can do. Jesus said, I am the life, I'm the resurrection. I am the giver of life. I am the author of life. I am the Alpha and the Omega. 
I am the one who says, I am who am I? I'm going to demonstrate. What I need to demonstrate is the power, my power, will flow through you. Do what you can do. I'll do what I know to do and what you cannot do. Depend on me. I, my ways are true. Mine and my father, we have spoken. In heaven, we have agreed. Divinely, we have agreed that there is going to be a resurrection, regardless of the number of days. It's not about the number of days. It's the word of God that has got life. The word of God that you're going to see work in me and through me and see glory, God be glorified. So this is what he's bringing them to say. Will you open, will you take, will you roll? You know what? Rolling of the stone. Sometimes it needs people, other people to help you. We need other people as a, as a church of Christ. We need people coming together in worshiping, in praise, in praying for each other to remove the, the, the stone that is broken. The stone is broken, the miracle. So we need, or else we need to go and help other people remove the, their stones that are broken. So trusting God, Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying here, Jesus said, did I say to you, did I not say to you that if you believe, the world will say, no, we want to see and believe. But Jesus said, did I not say if you believe, you will see? Did I not say if you believe? Did Jesus not say to us if, if we believe we are going to see? What is it that is blocking us? What rock, what stone that we need to take in our life, in our circumstance? What is it circumstance that is blocking now your miracle? Because the miracle is in obedience. When we obey God, when they remove the stone, right? Then Jesus said, Did I not say that if you would believe, you would see the glory? You would see me manifesting myself. You would see me in your circumstance. You would see me in your marriage. You would see me at your workplace. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where it was, it, it were, where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you have sent me. Now when he has said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus comes forth, and he who had died came out bound hand and foot with a grave cloth, and his face was wrapped uh, with a cloth. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. So this is what God is saying. Jesus is saying there is a rock, there is a stone that is blocking your path. If you would remove, you see the glory of God. You will see me manifested myself in your circumstances. But you know what? There sometimes we even if we are seeing a miracle, there is a cross that is covering us. The cross of death, we need to take away what, what uh, my sister was saying. We need to take the old cloth. We need to take off the old and put on the new. The new that brings the glory of God. God will be glorified. And I'm so thankful that I am here because of the glory and the grace of God. 
God has called me, not because I am good. God has called each and every one of us. There is a part for us in the kingdom of God, which we need to stand to believe and see God working in us and through us. We are the channel on which the power of God is. We, God has got all the source, the power, and we are the channel of which he channels his power. And we will see the world changed when we, as people of God, we are commanded by the Lord Jesus says. He said, go into the world and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey. This is what Jesus said. Teach them to obey all the things that I've, I've taught you. And I am with you always. The Lord is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. He is for us. He wants people who go and walk the life that you've called us and know that I am with you. And when we know he is with us, he will never fail us regardless of what we are going through. So regardless of what we are going through in our lives, uh, in, in wherever we are, in our walk with him, he is a faithful, gracious, and merciful God. He is with us. He wants us to come and say, Lord, I know I am in your family. I depend from, you know what, from walking away from the truth of the word of God and trying to trust myself. I am coming to a life of depending and depending on you, on your grace. Your grace is sufficient for me. When I am weak, that's when I'm strong because your grace is made perfect in my, in my weakness so that you'll be glorified. And I'm so thankful that I am here today sharing the word of God. And I hope this, uh, uh, this what I've said here, will touch somebody because I believe God has given me the word to come and share with you. I'm so thankful, uh, Pastor, and all the congregation. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen.